0: people are adults they're single they're in their 20s 30s they're like looking to have sex
1: (laughs) i I mean i get it
0: you know (laughs) people are doing it
1: (laughs) that's what we hear people are doing it we hear the streets are telling us that that's what's (laughs) happening and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Erica. Hello, hello.
2: Hello, hello. I am fresh off another wedding weekend and in need of some
1: more rest. Yeah, uh, I definitely hear that. Um, I also, I'm not going to go into super detail about it because I'll start crying, but I do want to just let the listeners know that if I seem a little uh, down today or maybe not as animated, I did get some pretty tough news about rory those of you following along my instagram story rory is my cat um, and he's been dealing with some health issues don't have all the answers yet um i'll share what i'm comfortable with as it goes but today was a tough day so i just wanted to say that up top because i've I've spent a lot of today crying and i might do it again without warning so that's okay it's allowed on the pod i yes we do cry here a few times we we do cry here (laughs) looking back uh but yeah, I'm, I'm a sorry to hear. Thank you. Yeah. So in any case, uh, that's yeah. So my day, my day has been a little bit rough and you know, I, uh, I have been in a, a, a somewhat awkward transition into our sponsor for the week. Um, well, you I am great... you're
2: giving Rory the, the sunset I am Lake.
1: giving Rory, I am giving Rory the, the drops and that has been really helping the sunset Lake CBD drops for pets, but I am truly from the bottom of my heart, grateful for a sponsorship with Sunset Lake on days like today because I added some of the drops to my coffee. I like just I needed a little extra zen today, and Sunset Lake helped me out with that.
2: Yeah, so if any of you need some extra zen in your life, which I think we all do from time to time, uh, you can definitely check out sunsetlakecbd.com, and we have a promo code FMH twenty for twenty percent off. And some good news, they are having a very very big sale. That starts earlier than Cyber Monday, um, and it starts actually the day this episode comes out. So huge store-wide sale. All products are going to be 30% off with the coupon code BF.
1: Yeah, so if you're listening to this on Monday, November 13th, the sale starts today, but it goes all the way through Sunday, November 26th. Orders over $125 also. We're going to get to choose one free 20-count jar of gummies, either the Sleep, the CBD, the Vibes. I personally love the Sleep. Um, and then orders over 250 are also going to get a Sunset Lake CBD beanie.
2: Very cute and in time for winter. And the special sale is doing an additional uh, donation. They're doing 5% of all proceeds will be donated to Planned Parenthood. We love so Planned Parenthood. If you, yeah, if you're looking to re up, now's the perfect time to do it. They're having an extra sale. Use the code BF. And at all other times, our code is still live for 20% off, which is FMH20 at sunsetlakecBD.com.
1: So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home but without the alcohol. Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your
2: fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink.
1: They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash fmh, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences.
2: Uh, What about you? What do you... How's your... I mean, otherwise? What else Yeah, well, Do you want to update the listeners on the folly before we move on to me? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, So as this seems to always happen, it's like you mentioned someone's
1: name in the universe, and then they pop up. So they are like, listening. The universe is always <laughs> listening. Fuck.
2: Right? You're like, I got nothing. We record the Patreon. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, now I got a text.
1: Now um, I got something.
2: Yeah. Right. So he did follow up right before I came back from Vegas, like, hey, how's it going? You know, do you want to go out sometime when you come back? And I had already said yes. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should give it one more. And he offered the weekend. And I said, Well, I can't. I leave for a wedding. Yeah. And then was talking to me about the wedding. So I was like, Okay. Does that also mean you're not free during the week? And <laughs> like, but then let's just like get sidetracked. <laughs> I know. Like, it, it, yeah. And then you're just in that scheduling convo. And I just, yeah. I actually ended up just saying to him, "Can I call you for a second?" And he was like, "Busy out with friends or something." And then he was like, "Is everything okay?" I'm like, "Oh, it's fine. Just easier than what we're doing." And even then, I was like, "I don't even know what exactly I'm gonna say," but I just feel yeah. like we're both going through the motions a bit. And like I said last, I think it was last week or the week before, just like I felt a mutual like, I don't think either of us are that into this. Um, And then I guess, I don't know if that tipped him off or whatever. You know, we ended up speaking the next day and by speaking the next day, I mean, I just got a text from him saying, hey, after, you know, thinking about this more, I don't think, you know, we're the match and best of luck and yada yada. And I was like, Hey, you know, no problem. Hope the best for you too. Like I had a great time and
1: left it at that. So little wrap up on the fall there. It's tough when you feel like neither of you care enough to be moving it forward. It's like, oh, I guess we're supposed to go out again. Yeah. And like I said,
2: it's like, I didn't have a, it felt like I didn't have a good reason to say no. Right. To a third date. The only reason I had was not feeling any excitement which feels mean to say but no, it's not I like it's i'd be true you know dragging myself to go it's more just okay it was very mid as the gen z says <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of mid feelings on a lot of the situation and and like i said i'm like i felt the same way in return like you know yeah so you're
1: it's, both uh mid, yeah it like. we
2: got more into it on the patreon but It's a weird feeling when you go into a date being like, I should bring some serious questions so that I then get a reason to be like, okay, I'm allowed to now officially end it. Like, I officially have a deal breaker in front of me. Okay, I can, I can like justify this for saying no to another date.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I feel very similarly about Speed Racer. I hear you. Where I'm like, they're just—it's not speed racing. <laughs> it's <like>, good <laughs> <but> speed. <laughs> it's anything but speed. It is, it is a turtle race. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, I just feel like so. Obviously, last week talked about our second date. I, I legitimately, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. It's just been such slow going. There's been no mention of a third date. I used the metaphor on the Patreon like I feel like I've been pushing the car uphill. Yeah. And I just don't want to anymore. Like I I'm going to just step out of the way and like see if it rolls back down.
2: Yeah. Well, I think I think you're you hit the point with him how I've been feeling in general with dating that it's like I don't want to it's a weird thing where you go I don't want to fully remove myself but at the same time I almost feel like I am if I'm not the one initiating.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, "Oh, I guess I get like I I truly don't think we will go on a third date now because I'm not going to bring it up." I don't even think and I I also think I haven't talked to him in I don't know, a few days now. So it's this is not an urgent issue. <laughs> and it might never become an issue, but I do think that I will actually call it if he's like continuing to to be chatty. Cuz I just don't need to do that. I don't need to have this like occasional pen pal. Where, like, clearly neither of us are invested enough to actually move this thing forward. Do you
2: think you'll say, Hey, I feel like you're not into this? Or just say, Hey, essentially, the text I got from the folly, just, Hey, you know, upon further reflection, I don't think this is the match for
1: me. I, it's a good question because I don't want to. I'm also not like you know, over the moon excited about the situation. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to give the impression that like, if he steps it up and actually is really interested that like, I have been really interested this whole time. Not that I'm not interested. Obviously I'm continuing to go out with him. I'm enjoying it. I was enjoying getting to know him, but like that, that might actually send the wrong message.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it gives the opportunity for them to say, Oh no, you know, work has just been crazy. Some other excuse. I, I really want to make that date happen. Let's go. Because it's essentially saying, the only reason I'm ending this is because I feel like you're not into it. As right. opposed to just saying, hey, upon reflection, uh, I don't think this is right for me. And fully closing yeah. the door.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Who knows if I'll even if this will be, even become an issue. Because I'm not going to proactively send it. Like I said, we haven't talked in a few days. Um, so, I guess I'll, maybe I'll see how I'm feeling when I hear from him, if I do. Um. So... That speed racer. In the meantime, though, in between last recording and this recording, like this wasn't even on the radar when we recorded last, Mm -hmm. I matched with a new guy on Bumble, and we are calling him Billy Joel, because he's a fan. Right? That's the he's a fan. He's a fan. Yes. And we're calling him Billy Joel. So I matched with him on Bumble, and I think there's definitely something to the stark contrast of my conversation and feeling with Billy Joel than Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. One, I'm way more excited. I was way more excited to go out with Billy Joel. I keep wanting to shorten it to BJ. <laughs> <laughs> we could call him that if you want. Anyway, so whatever. I might, I might call him BJ. It's easier. So... One, I was super excited to go out with him because of we had, like, very immediate banter. So, like, I opened – my opener to him was a joke about something on his profile. He immediately joked back. We clearly have very similar senses of humor out of the gate. And he also – but so that's one part of it. But that's not the real reason that he was a contrast to Speed Racer. It's also that he – is so he's been so good at moving things forward and matching what I'm putting out there. So we were bantering back and forth very quickly, like within the same back and forth conversation same day, asked me out for a time and place I- I- a few days from then. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. And it was like he'd already he'd gotten where my what neighborhood I live in based on our conversation, he picked something that was like fairly convenient for both of us. Literally said like Friday at eight at Barbs, which is a bar in Brooklyn. Um and so I I really liked that. And I continue to see that from him, even though he is much younger than Speed Racer. Uh well, was Speed Racer your age? How old was he? No, Speed Racer was older than me. Speed Racer was like three or four years older than me.
2: Okay. You know what's interesting? I thought about it after we recorded the Patreon. It's like mm. It's such a thing for women, but it's such not a thing for men to be dating, right. like, a chunk younger than you.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, to call it out, BJ uh, is 30, um, which we've got to do a whole thing about that on the Patreon, but he's 30. And you're totally right, and I said this to my mom when I was telling her about it. Like, nobody would bat an eye if I were a 36-year-old guy dating a 30-year-old. Like, that wouldn't even be, like oh she's young like that's like most oh fully age appropriate yeah. most people wouldn't bet an eye if you were 36 dating a 26 to be honest yeah probably not you know like but the the reverse is obviously less common um and there's some stuff with that like i'm i had a lot of fun on the date spoiler alert like the date was awesome i had just as much fun as i thought i was gonna have we already have a second date scheduled which i'll get into I am definitely going to see him again, and I'm excited to see him again. I do think long term, I I do have some concerns about like where he's at in his life, and just like not what he's looking for, but more so just where he's at. He's a little, some of a crossroads. He's kind of figuring things out. Like he's he's at a very different place than I am. He's even at a very different place than like 30 year old me was. Well, I don't know if you mind me asking, but do you essentially just mean financially? No, that is part of it, but no, I also mean like he, like where he wants to live long term, what what he wants his career to be long term, like th- those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Finances certainly play a factor for sure, because I like. I've said before, I'm happy to, like, split and, and all that stuff. And he actually paid for our first date, so it's not even about that. But, like, I I can't afford to do what I like to do times 2 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I definitely am looking to date somebody who is, like, also able to do and likes to do the types of things that I like to do. That's part of it. But more so what I'm talking about is the sort of, like, unsureness – I don't think that's a word – but, like – his lack of certainty of just where he's at and where he wants to be. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, and also, even if it is
2: finances in terms of long-term, like not even, because I brought it up, not even meaning like, does he pay for the first date? I mean, in terms of like long-term goals and where you're at in life. And I, to be honest, don't know what your history has been dating men that essentially make less money than you. And if it ends up being a point of like sensitivity, I guess is the correct word to say.
1: Um, cause I've dated, in- oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Um, I've dated men that made like basically no money and I wasn't, you know, balling out making a ton, but yeah. I, even at that level experienced a few feelings of frustration and it actually came up for me, like in therapy through my own stuff. Um, and my therapist asked me a very interesting question that no one else did, which was what would be like the minimum income of someone for you to like consider marrying them and i was like that oh is an interesting question and i never thought about it or even to put a number on it did you have an answer you do not i'm not asking you for it but like did yeah, you yeah I, mean, I, I mean i had to, to think it? about it for a while um but what's interesting with that is essentially my number was like well i feel like i can't say a number that isn't one i've never made personally because who am yeah. i to expect yeah, that? yeah. You know, but what also went into my number, let's say, was I don't see myself in like New York City when I'm married and want to have kids. Oh yeah, that's very so. I was though. like, what is a realistic number that's like we can afford to buy a house somewhere outside of the city, right? Like right. Which I was like, well, then that makes the number lower <laughs> than very if true. I wanted that dream in New York. You know, so it's it's a fair factor, and I feel like that's the factor that sometimes women get shamed for if we're like, well, this person's great, but they don't make whatever amount of money is our preference. And it's, and even right now I'm struggling to talk about it because I know it's such a touchy subject and can be offensive, but I think that's something that a lot of us don't admit only, not only to ourselves, but are afraid to admit to other people.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I don't know if it's an interesting question your your therapist asked you. I don't think I have a number. Cause I've never thought about that either. I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, do I have an actual number? And the answer is no. But that's because there are there's like a lot that goes into what somebody is able to spend on things before they're like that, like they could make somebody could make a ton of money, but like not manage it well for example yes and like not be like planning well for retirement and like not be you know budgeting well to be able to like have money to spend on let's say travel or no or they make a lot of money but it's because they spend all their time at work and so it's like I it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how much money you make because I'm never going to see you and we're never going to be able to do the things that we want to do that you can afford to do but but you can't leave work (laughs) so it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter so so I think that it's it's not as, like – it's not very black and white for me, I think, but I've definitely – I actually – I'm thinking back to, like, boyfriends that I've had. Most of them have made less than me. I can yes, only think of fine. one off my head who made more.
2: Yeah, which is fine because, like you said, it's more than that. Yeah, but so – It's just, it's interesting to be like, when does this part of relationships come into play? Mm -hmm. Because essentially I've dated, quote, broke people or broke artists. And like, it came into play so quickly. And then I felt guilty for like, ending it right then and there. Like, it was like, oh, am I like a judgmental bitch if I'm like, oh, hell no. And let's end this. And that's kind of why I've made some rules for myself with even just like paying for the first couple dates. Because I'm just like, I've been in that where I knew to myself, like, there isn't a serious future here because they do not have anything organized in that area of their life. Yeah. And are also choosing ignorance to it.
1: That's the the second part. The organization (laughs) piece yeah, both of those things I think are actually more important to me than the number itself, and that's what I mean when I say like where he's at. Potentially, I we've been on one date, I don't act like plenty of runway to learn this, right? But like that's something that I that early I'm like, mm, this might be an incompatibility in terms of like how organized he is about what he wants out of life. Yeah, because
2: let's say he loved his job Love the path he was on, but it's a job that has whatever salary cap and it's not a high salary. That's, there's a handful of jobs out there that are like that, but they're mm-hmm. happy in what they do. They love what they do. Like totally different than what you described with your first date is someone being like, yes. I'm not sure about my future and what I want. Exactly. And as we know, jobs and what you do and income are all things that really affect, I think, men more when it comes to their security and also dating and future planning. So it's a very fair thing to say. It's not just about, you know, what you make money-wise. It's like, you know, you're sitting there being like, oh, I, I don't have that debate in my head anymore about what do I want to do? Where do I want to go?
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because, like, as you said that, I was like, well, I am actually currently having that debate in my head. <laughs> but, in, but like, from a different place, Yeah, you know, of, like, I do have something that I really love and is that the thing I want to continue doing, or maybe I want to pivot, but like,
2: yeah. So I don't know. So I took, I took an income drop because I don't have a day job anymore. Now I'm just doing comedy and podcasting. So, but the direction I have is the direction I always wanted. Yes. But like, yeah, I had to make a life adjustment just because of my income. Sure. But you know, so I know exactly where you're at too. It's like, but there's still something to being like, Oh, but I had a passion. I had the thing that made me happy. So having that is, like, number one, I think, for everybody everywhere.
1: Yeah, completely. So, so yeah, TBD, obviously I spent – I mean, we, we were there for three and a half hours. It was a great date, but I've only spent three and a half hours with this man. Mm-hmm. So more to come. Um, I am very excited about our second date, though. So he followed up – literally I hadn't even woken up yet when he followed up. Um about the second date and basically he said i had a great time and like asked if i wanted to do it again this coming saturday afternoon and he suggested a coffee and museum date love it yeah and i said yes if i can pick the museum <laughs> okay all right so i've talked about this before i'm not a huge art museum person like i will go if i'm in a new city that is known for something like for example the louvre or in Paris like I will go I'll be like I want to see it I've been to the Met I've been to the MoMA I've done these things but it's like not I'm not like a oh I want to wander around and look at art person it's like not something I enjoy well I actually have a thing that's almost like relationship
2: test two one is road trip in the car right mm-hmm. can, can you spend a long road trip with them and have a good time S- Yeah, similar music taste whatever is usually a sign of compatibility I think museums is another one of like how quickly do you go through a museum do you like to move do you like to read the plaques are you the history buff are you the art like i think
1: it's actually a little bit of a like relationship test of compatibility if you do ask me yeah perhaps we won't be finding that out though because i love the <laughs> hell out of the american museum of natural history okay so all right uh, i fucking <laughs> so love you're more that history museum. side then we could say yes you're yes. more history than
2: art side so there you go yes
1: um like i love i also i love a science museum which there's a lot of science at the natural history museum as well mm-hmm. um like, my favorite museum in San Diego is the Air and Space Museum. It's, like, very cool. Um, the Smithsonian Sp- Science Museum. Anyway. So, that's what we're doing. So, we're going to do – going to get coffee. He already, like, picked the coffee spot and sent it to me that we're going to meet at. And then he also already got us tickets. He, there's, like, timed entry or whatever at, the, at that particular museum. And so, he got his tickets for, like, an hour after the coffee. Great. And that's our date. What I like about a day date,
2: especially early on, is I feel like it does show intention where you're like, oh, they don't care about, like, I mean, maybe it doesn't necessarily mean they don't care, but it's like the priority is not, oh, and then maybe we could hook up after. You know what I mean? Totally. And not saying a drinks or dinner date makes that the priority, but it's just like, oh, they really want to just hang out and get to know each other.
1: Right. It's although it might not be the priority in a drinks or dinner date, it is certainly not the priority at a Saturday afternoon at the museum. No. Not with coffee breath, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and I he doesn't know this. I didn't mention it cuz I don't he didn't it's the afternoon, so I didn't mention my evening plans, but I do have evening plans. So it's it's not going to stretch into the evening. Yeah, well. So. No problem. So, yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah. So I'm excited about it. And he's like, we've been texting a little bit, um, since our date. Like, you know, he asked how the rest of my weekend was, and kind of like going back and forth. So, yeah, I'm excited about about BJ. Oh God! No, call him Billy Joel, dude. I can't. <laughs> I
2: can't be having you saying BJ on the pod this much. Can't look you virtually in the eye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Um. Yeah, so anyway, I'm excited. Um and uh and yeah, yeah, we shall see. But uh nice. Yeah, before we get into our guest, we a little bit ago did a fun listener poll. And like got listener oh, yes. kind of submissions. So there's been this list circulating on social media about places that women will not go on first dates. And it was compiled by a man obviously. But, like, in jest, but based on, like, all of the TikTok videos and Instagram reels that various women have made about, like, first date locations they don't like. Yeah. The
2: number one on the list, Cheesecake Factory, was the video to inspire it all. This woman filmed herself refusing to get out of the car. A date took her to the Cheesecake Factory. Which, I mean, come on.
1: Which is wild. Yeah. Wild. It's
2: insane to me.
1: I'm like, so, So we asked our listeners... What things on the list do you think are understandable? Like, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to go on a date there either. And what things are ridiculous? Like, for example, I agree. I think the Cheesecake Factory, though not my first choice for a restaurant, it, I'm not vetoing it. Like, I'm not, get, I'm not refusing to exit the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So what do you think are the top reasonable ones that were like, okay, fair, people put this on? Your house. Your house is up there. I'd like say church one, is also up there. Family
1: functions. Yeah, that's a lot. That's it's a, lot. a first
2: date. That's a lot, yeah.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> you know what's interesting is you're going on a coffee date, and I had a lot of people say coffee date
1: they thought oh, was that reasonable. They, that, that they thought that like it made sense to say no to coffee dates on a first date? they think it's reasonable if you do not do coffee dates and you know what i agree
2: with that uh that if you don't want to do coffee dates totally fine to have that as a preference um because to be honest i don't love them either but also i don't drink plain coffee like so it's not 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 a high on my list either
1: i don't love a coffee date just because we've talked about this before it doesn't feel very romantic doesn't feel very sexy yeah but I also understand that it can feel difficult to find an acceptable first date option that doesn't involve drinking. Also that. The one right beneath it is ice cream dates. I think that's an awesome option for a first I date. I had s-
2: several women be like, I would love an ice cream date. I would love yeah. a dessert date. You take them to get ice cream. I love that. But also there's like a child likeness to it that makes it fun. Yes. And coffee, I'd say the hard part about a coffee date if you are going to sit in the coffee shop, you better do your research of finding one with, like, the right vibe that makes it mm-hmm. datey. Because I think even Logan Yuri posted something being like, no more coffee dates. Like, yes, it's going to be very hard to fall in love with someone or have feelings for someone on a base level over a, you know, cafeteria. At, like, a lit. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Just not cute place, if you put it that way.
1: Yeah so other thing, other ones that i think are reasonable so the far and away the biggest one that people wrote in about like which one makes sense was your house they were like yeah fuck that i'm not going to someone's home um the movies i also think is a terrible 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 first date that i would actively say no to so
2: you know what's funny i would say it for a different reason now than 10 years ago <laughs> or not even 10, 10 years ago 10 years right ago now, would you think
1: it was because they wanted to hook up
2: No, 10 years ago, I would just say, well, you can't talk on a first date. You're not going to get to know the person. Now I have more of a problem with how long movies are. (laughs) They are so (laughs) fucking long right now that like to go to the movies is half of my day. Like, so, so, cause, cause you know, this came up when I was in Vegas with all the comics and it was all men and me. So everybody's debating the shit out of this list. And a bunch of them were like, well, is a first date for a movie bad if you're doing, you know, food and then you go to the movie. That's too. And long. I was like, if you're going to do it, the movie's second. You can't have the movie be first. Agreed. But they also were not being like, great first date idea. They just were like, in general for a date idea. And I said, well, that's similar to like a comedy show. I would recommend that date three, date four, date five. Like, just not yeah. the first couple ones. And agreed. it also, they agreed on this. It's, a, it's like more of a young move because you're nervous for dates. It's the first time you've dated and you think okay, we'll see the movie. And then like, if we get a drink or get food, we like have something to talk about in case the date's going bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I think comedy shows are a great idea because it's like you get all these shared inside jokes that you can talk about afterwards.
2: Right. And it's a fun experience together. But yeah, but my current beef with movies is just, it's so long. Like even when I try to go to one with a friend, we have to both find a
1: four or five hour window that we're free. And it's not easy. Yeah, so. Um. another one on here that I think is understandable to be on this list, nightclubs. Oh, yeah, but same thing. You can't talk.
2: No. So and it's a cool, like, there's do, drinks. Why are we doing, but,
1: yeah, what are we doing at a nightclub on our first date?
2: Grinding. That's what we're doing. Yeah, basically. Okay, sports events. I got to be honest. I don't hate it because li- I'm someone that likes sports.
1: I think what I dislike is the time. The land it's a big time that's, commitment. That's the first thing that popped into my mind. I was like, I would love to go to a sporting event on a second, a third. I think I think many of these are great second, third, fourth date options. Yeah.
2: And you know what else came up? I was like, where are you meeting these people? Oh, if this is them. like if we make this list and we say online date we've never met, what would you remove from the list? Absolutely would remove sports, nightclubs, like, but I would remove more with an online date than I would with a we met in person already
1: and have had a conversation. Same, same. Like, I think for, in terms of, like, the ones that are the most ridiculous, I think any specific restaurant that is on here, get over yourself. Yeah, none of these – you know
2: what the only one I thought of, and I think this is a New York chain – oh, no, it's a chain in a lot of cities. Is you ever been to that place that's, like, the sugar factory? No it's very, like, people go for birthdays, so it's a lot of, like, big tables, big party vibe, like, the servers dance, and it's, it's fun, it's entertaining, but it's, like, to try to talk in that environment, and then constantly every five minutes is a birthday song and a Cardi B dance, and, like, everybody's just all over the place, (laughs) would just be, like, a little overwhelming of an environment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go to the Cheesecake Factory on a first date, or ever, I don't want to go to Applebee's, or Chili's, or Chipotle on a first date, but, like, I'm I guess I don't I didn't see the cheesecake factory video. Did she not know where they were going in advance? Was I it think a yeah, I didn't know. He's like I'm going
2: to take you out, all this stuff, take you to a nice dinner, and she was like, you know, I dressed nice for this date and you took me to cheesecake factory and just didn't get out of the car.
1: At and that then he even point, saw she was like filming it too. It's just wild. Yeah, that's absurd. At that point, if I haven't if I haven't bothered to put any input in to where we're going, I don't actually think I have that much say in what we're doing.
2: Yeah. It's like, if you want to be a, essentially a passenger princess, you can't also be a backseat driver. It's like, yes. you got to pick great one. metaphor, you know, It, but it's a hundred percent. My dad actually did this to me the other night and I almost pulled over the car to be like, you need to drive <laughs> because I've had <laughs> enough.
1: Yeah, that's where that's where I think like, and there, okay, there are still some things on here that I would refuse to get out of the car. Like if he was like, "Hi, we're at my apartment," I'd be like, "No." Well, but yeah, I also don't obviously. think I would have been in the car in the first place. No, no, it's a lot. <laughs> so a so lot. yeah, I'm like, if you don't have any, if you can't be bothered to help with the plan or like have input on the plan or even care what the plan is, mm-hmm.
2: that's real tough. Well, here's something, too, that I think we don't even naturally think of, right? Yeah. The girl's saying no to Cheesecake Factory. My first thought was, like, I've had plenty of food dates that would actually be much cheaper than Cheesecake Factory. That if yes. someone took it to a Cheesecake Factory, they would spend more money overall on yes. the date. Okay? 100%. But where we live has so many food options that are not anywhere close to chain. That it's like the fact that all these chains are on here, I'm like, I've never even had someone attempt to take me there. However, if we lived in different parts of the country, there is not that many food options in some places I've gone to do comedy, where I was just looking to feed myself being like, wow, all there is is an Applebee's. All there is is a this. So Mm -hmm. I'd say even more so in those areas if someone's like, hey, let's go to this place. And it's one of like five big places you have. Who are we to be, like, fussy about that? Like, what did we expect this person to do? Build totally another great. restaurant? <laughs> like, <laughs> How dare and, you not open a restaurant in our town? You know? Yeah, especially, like, you know, you're trying to do Friday, Saturday night. Reservations are more booked up then. So what if they're like, hey, look, I called the three local places. They're booked up. And, you know, my options are Olive Garden and Chipotle. Oh, not Chipotle. Sorry. I would remove that one. Uh, you know, I'm Buffalo like, Wild Goose. Wings and Red Lobster. Which one would you like? Yeah. And someone was like, none of them. And then he's I like, okay, I'll cook out. you dinner at my apartment. And we're like, not the apartment. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, like, like, what are you supposed to do? You know, the man's trying to pivot. And, you know, sometimes like some of these options, it depends where you are. But you know what? I would argue, I would argue this. On the first date, if one of these places comes up and you both are like, listen, I know that Cheesecake Factory video was getting a lot of shit. However, I love Cheesecake Factory. And then this dude for the second take goes, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. Now it's a bit. Like, How are now you it's saying like... no? Yeah, no, you're not. He listened to you. Like <laughs> You said you 100%. liked this place. So even the Chipotle, honestly, I wouldn't knock a man that was like, want to go to Chipotle? He might be half kidding, but also like, you said you loved Chipotle. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, because you've talked about.
2: And you know what's very interesting? I know I've talked to you about this off-air. There's the Sprinkle Sprinkle lady, right? She's very viral on TikTok. I feel like most people have come across one of her videos. Now, before this list even came out, Mm -hmm. uh, someone asked something of like going to the Cheesecake Factory specifically for a date. So when you first read this list, right, you would think this is a Sprinkle Sprinkle girl, okay? This is a girl that's like, I want a guy to spend tons of money on me, and that's why they're saying no to all these dates.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: She was like, I went to the Cheesecake Factory on my first date with my husband. <laughs> and they really? uploaded this clip of her hysterical. telling this story. Yeah. And she, but here's her Sprinkle Sprinkle mentality. She said, you know where Cheesecake Factories are? Usually at a mall. She said, I said yes to a location that was at a mall. And then we walked around the mall and he ended up buying me something and she worked her little Sprinkle Sprinkle magic. But she still didn't say no to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Even Sprinkle Sprinkle Lady approves the Cheesecake Factory. Even Sprinkle Sprinkle Lady went to the Cheesecake Factory on a date. So, again, even she's like, mm. in this case, not necessarily about the money, you know? Yeah, that's really funny.
1: Isn't it? Um, I was I was surprised to learn that fact. I was like, Sprinkle Sprinkle Lady
2: Sprinkled was down lady. the Cheesecake Factory.
1: Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. So this week, we have a friend of yours on the pod, speaking of roommates,
2: actually. Yes, a little story time um, from a friend of mine. That has uh, a different story than I think most of us, but I actually wasn't the surprised that then posting questions for him, we had a lot of listeners that also are waiting for marriage. Mm-hmm. So we talked to my buddy Paul, who also did that, is now married and on the other side of things, but uh, it was great to see my friend again and also do, I guess, a very different topic that I think is not, I guess, on the majority side of popularity.
1: Yeah, and right also now.
2: hear about it from the guy's perspective, too. I thought was really interesting. Very much so. He's definitely one of the few men I've ever met in my life who uh, was openly, you know, talking about this and uh, also had these beliefs. So it was interesting to talk to Paul, and I hope you guys enjoy hearing a different perspective. Yeah, all right. Let's get to Paul. Let's do it. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy law for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week.
1: It is my birthday that week. So and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com live to find an easy link also in our bios. To get those tickets, and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area.
2: Yeah, so make sure you come, DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March twenty first, and if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time, and you'll you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that: a few of you reached out to us about. Hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join.
1: Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhyte.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you.
2: Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too.
1: We are back with Paul. Hi, Paul. Welcome to Finding Mr. Height, the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. How are y'all doing?
2: Pretty great. Mm -hmm. Not bad. So a little brief background on Paul for the listeners here. Um, Paul was not only one of my first friends in comedy, but previously was a roommate of mine and we even shared a bedroom for a year. Yeah. Oh wait,
1: this is that roommate? This is this me. is that roommate. Yeah. This is, this is oh, all. I didn't even—I didn't know. I knew that it you guys lived together, <laughs> yeah. but she separately has told me stories of sharing a bedroom with a guy, <laughs> and I didn't realize it was this was the same I, person. That, that's
0: the—that's like, the thing when you tell people, like, "Yeah, we were roommates." It's like, "No, we were room mates. We room. were like roommates." <laughs> I—I was the guy that had the mattress on the floor next to Erica's real bed. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it was also a twin bed, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my bed was a bed that a previous tenant had left, and I was just like, it's perfect on the floor in the corner.
1: <laughs> so, segueing um, nicely into not having sex. Um... Yeah.
2: As you can tell by the <laughs> by the title of this episode, my parents were very cool <laughs> sharing a room with Paul, you know? They were like, Paul's great. Love him. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. I-
0: How do you make sure you don't have sex? Well, just be poor enough where you can't have your own room. <laughs> <laughs> It's just logistical, you know? It's logistical. You have to set yourself... (laughs) See, I held you accountable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You set yourself up for success or failure, depending on how you feel about it.
2: Yeah. Uh, So I guess we want a little background on you for the listeners. You are now married. uh, But back in the day when I knew you, you were looking for your wife. Uh, So very happy for you. Now you're married, three kids... Uh, I guess the big question is, you know, how old were you when you decided that you wanted to wait and what kind of brought you to that decision?
0: Um, There was no like, I don't remember a specific age where it clicked. I'm like, yep, putting it on lockdown. Um, (laughs) But like I was, I grew up in the church. So the messaging was always clear, even if it wasn't explicit, you know, it's kind of like in marriage, this is what you get to do. And I had, you know, like older, not just like men mentors and an older brother who was like, you better not, (laughs) you know, (laughs) not that aggressive, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you better not. Uh, So that was always like young Paul always had that like, oh, my gosh, I can't don't because it was not really talked about, but it just kind of talked about and like, don't do it until you get married. Um so pretty early I guess like middle school when you start thinking about sex, then it becomes aware like, oh, that's the thing that I'm not supposed to do. So probably like middle schoolish yeah. and then high school, um, temptations are a plenty, even in high school, you know. And but at the same time, all the people that are like, I'm having so much sex, like, dude, we're all virgins, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Guys in high school that brag of like, dude, I totally scored. Like you held her hand and nothing (laughs) happened. (laughs) Yeah, you held her hand and you popped a boner, dude. Like nothing happened. Um so high school, you know, there's temptations, but not really. So you can get away with not having sex. And even then, I would had established, like, yeah, I'm gonna wait. So high school is more the era of like, this is what I'm deciding.
1: Mm.
0: yeah
2: did you find like was there a certain period of your life you felt was the most challenging to get through and uh, keeping your morals and just like what all you decided? of it from from the moment
0: i started feeling any sort of sexual urges it's just like ah um no college no no, no i take that back uh new york
2: uh, Interesting. College. I would have guessed college. Yeah. In the room with Erica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta bust
0: out of this room and have sex. <laughs> Cause like in college I I lived with my brother. So there's that like support system, accountability system, because we're on the same page of uh being Christian dudes, saving ourselves. So there's that accountability. And I, you know, he's my older brother. I'm the little brother. So I'm afraid and I'm like, I don't want to make him mad <laughs> <laughs> by doing anything. And so, and then I was also in like, you know, I had one of my five jobs in college. I was weak in security at a church. And then I was a part of like a, a campus church ministry. So I was like in community. So it's easier when you're in a community of other people also doing the same thing. It was definitely hardest when I moved to New York. When I didn't have that same like community that was all doing the same thing, I moved to New York and I met a bunch of like adult Christians in New York who were single, and and I like realized how naive I was because like a lot of people I met were having sex. I'm like, guys, wait wait a minute! If if, it kind of feels like getting pranked, you know, like are you like we agreed to not do sex? And then you meet adult Christians, they're like, no, yeah, we've been having sex. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Interesting. But it makes sense, I guess. You moved to New York. Now you're suddenly feel like you're more the minority and you don't have as many people around you. Or uh, yeah, I guess yeah. easy, easier to find those people. We could put it that way as well.
0: Yeah, totally. And there's just more temptations, like uh, maybe not just because it's New York, but like, People are adults. They're single. They're in their 20s, 30s. They're like looking to have sex. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I, mean, I get it.
0: You know, <laughs> people are doing it.
1: So. I, that's what we hear. People that's what are we out hear, there yeah.
0: doing it. We hear, yeah. The
1: streets are telling us that that's what's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: so one thing, it, I, uh, I remember talking to you about this, Paul, actually. I went on like two dates with this guy who then second date talked to me about how he was religious and he was saving himself till marriage but one thing i found interesting and i hope you don't mind me asking you um but i asked him like where does the line kind of fall right like i understand saving (laughs) yourself to have sex and i actually asked him like well do you masturbate and he said no he also didn't do that and that actually blew my mind way more than saving for marriage so i was curious like when you you know, growing up in the church and everything, were they like, yeah, I'll, you can do that though. You know, like g- give you something.
0: Yeah. So first of all, that guy is either a liar for sure, or <laughs> for sure. He's... That, that's what he is. That's, <laughs> he... There's no second option. Or, or he's a serial killer because
2: <laughs> I listen. That part was shocking to me. You know, um, I was like, I thought, I thought you were allowed to do that. So I, <laughs> or I don't
0: he's know. Jesus reincarnate because how? Um, no uh so growing up it was always like don't do anything everything's off Mm. the table like resist everything don't do it and it's not like if you do it you're going to hell it's the messaging around it at least the people that i was fortunate enough to you know go to church with and meet community with it's like it's not um It's not good for you, like spiritually and mentally, like what it does to you. And looking back on that, I agree with that because like from a young age on, um, I did, I did some dabbling on my own, (laughs) (laughs) some self finding, if you will, some
1: solo adventures, (laughs)
0: some solo adventures. Yes. (laughs) Um, and you know, there was guilt built around it because of, it's like, don't do anything. But I don't know, like, I don't, I wasn't having sex. So it was like, I don't know how to not do nothing. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I'll I'll just like combust on the streets. So, you know, (laughs) I would like feel guilty about it. But at the same time, like, well, at least I'm not having real sex. (laughs) Just with myself. So, um, yes, to answer your question.
2: Yeah. I mean, no judgment here yeah, yeah. either way. It's just, it was <clears throat> totally, it, I was curious because I feel like a lot of times when people say saving themselves to marriage, uh-huh. people wonder where is the line, right? Yeah, 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 Like, is it absolutely everything, you know, or solo is fine. Like, or is it solo is fine, but you can't watch porn. Like there's all yeah. these kind of questions within the question. You know? If
0: I was like the strongest, most perfect version of myself and could decide for myself, like, and i know like you are yourself you can decide for yourself like look i'm weak i'm flawed i don't it's hard right um i would decide to not do anything before marriage like porn masturbation anything i would decide that if i could like make sure i didn't do anything i would do that but um i know other christians uh, other religious people who have a much more flexible uh line on that yeah
1: how did you approach it in dating it sounds like erica the guy that you were going out with wasn't only dating within dating pools where people might be like-minded like he was mm-hmm. i don't know if you met him oh, on an app yeah. or like but he was like how did you first of all like where did you meet people that you were dating and then second of all like how did you approach that in dating
0: Yeah, see, that's a that's the frustrating thing. Also, for other people, is I did not date within the church either. I was like dating, uh, very open to dating non-Christian girls, which sounds so stupid. And looking back on that, um, I'm like, it, it should have been a healthier, easier environment to do that. But there's so much pressure in the Christian community to be like if you're dating someone it's dating with intention. So it's like, Oh, if a girl I connect with at church, like we both seem to like each other, but I don't want to make a move because then it's like, Oh, what are your intentions? Are we, we going to get married? And most women yeah. in church are like, no, we just want to date guys. Um, but that was my mentality. It was like, I can't date girls at church because like, what if they're not the one and I don't want to be married right now. So I'll date girls who I know aren't at my church and there's no pressure. I know I'm not going to marry them, but I still oh, want to date. Interesting. Yeah. Very selfish approach to dating. But that was, that's what I was doing. It was like, I know there's no pressure for me to marry them because I just want to have fun and date knowing there's not going to be like a, will you marry me future?
1: So how did you have those conversations then? If you're yeah. dating people that aren't in your church and therefore don't already know. <laughs>
0: Well, well, if it doesn't, uh, you break up before it comes up. That's happened.
1: (laughs) Perfect strategy. Yep.
0: (laughs) Perfect strategy. Um, Or once uh, I got to a place where it felt like safe enough, like, does this feel like a safe person? Not like, are they going to like beat the crap out of me? But like, you know, certain people that you connect with, you feel safe with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, you don't feel like they're going to like judge you or anything. That's when it would come up in conversation or um, once we get to the, you know, like there's the kissing, then the heavy making, heavy making out stage. And then once you're like starting to breach past the heavy making out, heavy making out stage of your relationship, that's when the conversation comes up like, whoa, we're getting really hot and bothered Um, just so you know, This is what we're not Mm -hmm. doing, and here's why. And most women, very, like, understanding, respectful, even if they themselves, like, are having sex in other relationships, whatever, most are extremely, like, understanding and, like, cool. And then the relationship doesn't really go anything beyond that. (laughs)
2: You're like, great for you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then also, Uh, like, we, as a comedian, I, an advantage was, like, um, I talked about it on stage. So, like, from out the gate, if it was someone who I met at a show or had seen any of my stand-up, from out the gate, they already know what they're getting into. And that was extremely helpful.
2: Yeah. Did you, when you were, like, on dating apps, I know it wasn't, like, a super long time that you were, but... (laughs) when you were did you at all experiment with like putting it on your dating profile and do you think others in your same boat should essentially reveal that or i guess what advice would you have in that department
0: i don't i don't think you should because i don't think you have to you know wait till you have a connection with someone and then open it up you never know who's going to be on board or whatever um yeah yeah so I, I don't think you should i know i don't think i ever did um except i i think you would like put links i was on tinder very briefly and i think i put a link somehow or like after you connect with someone i would like send them a clip of my stand-up which sounds so obnoxious <laughs> but it was it's a little bit it's a it's, little bit but it's a bit much
2: But But it's the purpose behind it, I understand. You're like, oh, it's a funny way I could tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: just imagining telling a friend and be like, yeah, I've talked to this guy on Tinder and he sent me a clip of him doing stand-up comedy.
0: It wasn't like, hi, how are you today? And then link, you know, it was like, it came up in conversation of like, oh, you do stand-up. And then some of the times they'd be like, oh, do you have anything I can see? and then i would send it. Mm-hmm. It was no, i wasn't just like spamming people stand up links. <laughs> Come um, to my show. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> um then they would see in in that video like where i talk about being a virgin and then mm-hmm. like ha- 50% of the time they'd be like, "Oh, i have a friend who would be good with you because she <laughs> is also your type of person."
2: interesting so that happened but i'd take that why not yeah that's
0: great <laughs> totally yeah
2: yeah because like when i went on two dates with that guy I, I reached out to you to be like hey this guy's in new york and if you know any <laughs> you single women in new them? york they're yeah, looking yeah. to meet someone you know or... you should
1: talk to him about master.
2: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but also have a little combo about that quick but yeah. um <laughs> yeah.
0: tell him to stop talking about that at dates yeah
2: <laughs> uh what I'd love to get your opinion on this, too, then. Uh, I've had a few friends of mine have, you know, they'll match with people and they live in areas that aren't like New York and they are more Christian heavy. And mm-hmm. they've matched with people that say Christian on their profile. And they're not sure like what that means in terms of like waiting for marriage or not. Totally. Do you do you feel like it's fair within the dating app before you meet to bring up that question to somebody and say, like, essentially, how religious are you? Does this have any kind of like rules or? whatever, with oh,
0: dating? yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. If, if they have, you know, that they're Christian. Though, you know, in this country, especially in pockets of this country, like the South, eh, where people are culturally Christian, um, I found that a lot. They're, like, culturally Christian, but they're not, like, practicing Christian. You know, like, they grew up Christian, but maybe they'll go to church for, like, um, holidays and stuff. So you don't really know if someone puts Christian in their profile, you don't know what the hell that means, like where they are on the Mm -hmm. spectrum. So I think that's fair. If you do connect with someone and it says Christian and you're someone who knows like, I'm saving myself till marriage, but I don't know if this person is, it's fair to be like, or vice versa. (laughs) I I think you can do it creatively. Be like, Hey, where do you go to church? And if they're like, Oh, (laughs) um church <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like oh i watch you know joel osteen on youtube you're like pass you know he's not a virgin or whatever
2: <laughs> uh,
1: you watch non-virgins yeah out
0: <laughs> or just like you're watching church by yourself on youtube at home you're probably not the same, not the same level of different vibe. committed s yeah 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 i think that's totally fair if they're like what the hell are you talking about (laughs) just bail
1: asking where they go to church is a good is a good idea because that's like it's a good like you're not actually asking the question yeah but it will like lead to it or like potentially like give you an idea for kind of like where their head's at
0: (laughs) yeah you can even take it a step safer and go hey what do you usually do on Sundays and if they're like oh you know brunch (laughs) yoga class hanging out with my peeps are like, oh, you don't go to church Most on Sunday? Not.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because also saying Christian is is a wide branch. You don't know the branches within. Are they Baptist? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Presbyterian. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will select Christian, even like I grew up Catholic, and a lot of Catholics will still just select Christian because it's kind of like an overall umbrella. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And then you match uh, with someone who's like Presbyterian, and they're like, you're not Christian.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I dealt with that before.
1: How do you – so we got a few questions from listeners about still wanting to establish, like, physical connection and intimacy Yeah, in dating when they are waiting for marriage. How did you approach that? Like, I, I imagine that's still, like, an important part of a relationship.
0: For sure. Um, I did some other stuff. Not sex, but, you know, handsy stuff, which at the time – Um, I, like I said, I wish I didn't do anything. Um, but at the same time, I'm not like, uh, (laughs) God, Paul, you're going to hell. Uh, so you have to really establish, I guess my advice to anyone who's trying to do this and like save themselves is like choose your boundaries beforehand before even getting to any of the situations. Cause once you get into the situation, you're going to be too hot and bothered to think about like, wait, what should I do here? So just like really drilling into your head, like, no, this is absolutely what I am and am not willing to do and know that answer before you even get into any situation. Um, yeah, honestly, the, I, like, there's no real right answer for anyone. I know for me, it's like I knew kind of how far I would go, and I'd push the limits a little bit, and then feel guilty about it. Push the limits a, li- a little bit and feel guilty about it, but never like actually have sex. Um, so like, whatever, whatever point you get to where you're like, oh, I don't feel comfortable anymore, just you know, pull back. Man, I haven't talked about this stuff in so long.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're married with three kids now. So <laughs> no, like,
0: it's, it's
1: a very different life that you have. Yeah,
0: that old Paul is so dead. But does that answer kind of...
1: Yeah, you know? I think... So most of our listeners are women. And, and based on the surveys that we've done, a majority of those women are women who date men. And something that came up in the questions and in a couple of DMs I got is that... Women have – the women who wrote in have struggled to kind of indicate that they do want physical intimacy, like in the Uh, literal sense of the word. Like I want to cuddle. I want to be close. I want – but then have the other person interpret that as like being comfortable going further.
0: Yes. Um, And I've had that happen with women. Um, So just – Like, so I'll I'll just say that I know that, that feeling, that experience yeah, where I've kind of maybe led someone along kind of like, um, led them along, like, Hey, you, we're both getting lucky tonight. And then getting to that bed and being like, (laughs) psych, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so I know that experience and that feeling and that fear and that, uh, anxiety about like, yeah, but I still want to like make out with you because that's fun. Or I still want to cuddle and be physically close to you. Um, that uncomfortable conversation just has to come first, which mm. it rules out like any sort of one night hot hangouts. Um, yeah. The early, honestly at the end of the day like having the conversation in the first quarter of the game is always a a better idea and yeah like hey let's are you okay with this if you're not okay with this please be honest with me so that you don't resent me and if you're okay with that then you're also committing to this right yeah
1: I'm going to start calling one night stands, hot hangouts. <laughs> are, are you ready to
0: have a hot hangout? They're like, what I'm is I'm going to
1: start you, texting people that.
0: Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, she's a virgin. Okay, cool.
1: She, oh, got it. Yeah. That's probably the <laughs> quickest way for me to avoid having sex is start asking people if they want to have hot hangouts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So what advice would you have on dealing with like the anxiety of either revealing that you're waiting for marriage or we've had a handful of people write in just saying that they're a virgin. So they just never had had sex before. What advice do you have um, for somebody about to reveal that to someone?
0: Oh yeah. That's super scary. Um, (laughs) The more you do it, the easier it gets. Uh, The more you (laughs) like, that sounds like a joke and stupid, but the more comfortable you are to talk about it, like with your own friends, or friends who maybe they're not your best friends, but they don't know. Being able to talk about it more makes it easier that uh, when you are in a relationship to be like, "Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have sex with you." Um, and just hey. know and remind. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. hey. Come sit down. Come it's a no. Come yeah. here. Come sit down. Not, not too close. Come sit down. Um, too close. <laughs> We're touching. Lose face per God. Um, something I got to tell you. Uh, <laughs> like, ooh, you smell good. Sorry. Something I got to tell you. Um, you know, just I like also having comfort, like knowing that if I tell them and they get angry or they freak out with me, dodged a bullet. I don't want to be with that person because even if, I was gonna, even if I wasn't saving myself, knowing that they're the type of person that like, oh, I thought we cared for each other and then you freak out on me or you get angry or lash out at me over something like this, which sex is awesome. It's great. It's wonderful. It's not everything. It's It shouldn't be like the one it, it's a body part in the body of the relationship. It's not the whole body. So mm-hmm. like if that's what you're freaking out on dodged a bullet. uh, We should not be together. You know, if that's something that like, that's all you want. It's not all I want. So bye.
2: Do you, do you mind if I ask you, I think, you know, the main reason a lot of people are worried to wait. Right. And essentially choose not to is the argument. Like, you know, you don't buy a car before you take it for a test drive. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I think both men and women that are waiting or debating the decision to wait have this anxiety like, "Well, what if I marry this person and the sex is not good? What advice would you have to somebody kind of dealing with those thoughts and uh-huh. I'm trying to think how to phrase this, but
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, i <laughs> I received a lot of and this. like, did you
2: have those anxieties? I guess is what I'm essentially trying to ask you, yeah,
0: <clears throat> I received a lot of this type of questioning from dudes who like they couldn't comprehend like, but like, wh- <laughs> you, like you get like, you got to bang dude. Cause you gotta, and <laughs> it's like, um, I'm not buying a car because the person I love is not a car. The person I love is not a type of ice cream flavor. You know, they're a person and they're the person that I love. So my sex with them, is connected to uh, my love for them, my connection with them. And I'm going to try to talk about this uh, without bringing my wife into this as much as yes, possible. Yes, I know it's hard. Um, totally understandable, yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know my boundaries. <laughs> but it is it is helpful when, like, I, my wife would be comfortable with me saying this, like, we were both virgins going into sex. Mm-hmm. so the fun there is like yeah we're both bad and we get a f- <laughs> we get to like figure it out together you know yeah, it, like and anybody's first time you're not like oh that was like so <laughs> sexy Pro- like 99% <laughs> of people aren't gonna be like that was just like a movie you're like no that hurt and I'm scared <laughs> <You know? laughs> where's the towel yeah <laughs>
1: I mean, honestly, so, uh, the first time you have sex with a lot of people, even if it's not the first time you ever had sex, oftentimes the first time you have sex with a new person <laughs> can also be awkward, and you <laughs> have to work through stuff.
0: Yeah, true. So that's my, I, I think I don't like that argument of that. Like, but what about this? Because, um, you know, it's not a car, not an ice cream flavor. It's your connection with the person that's going to help lead the, um, you know, the sex that you have together, and, um. This is the thing is like, for me, I'm not thinking about like, um, I like, I I don't care if, like, how good I am at at sex because I'm only saving it for one person. So, Mm -hmm. this one person that I've chosen to be with, I'm not thinking about like, I wish she did that thing that so and so did. I wish she did that thing that whatever. I don't have these Mm -hmm. other memories or these other, um, whatever things that I liked with other women, because everyone has their own thing that they want in sex. No one's, maybe there's some consistent things, but like this one thing that this, per, this woman liked, maybe the, this next woman doesn't like that or whatever. So I'm finding oh, out yeah. all the I'm, ways I'm to make, yeah, I found out all the ways to, you know, make my wife happy. And that's what I care mm-hmm. about. Cause I'm, I'm not like, man but so and so we did this it's like no all i don't even know this is the only ice cream flavor that i know i know i'm bringing it back to ice cream but
2: (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah this is the best ice cream (laughs) i've said this before i feel like on this pod where it's like a lot of times with a new partner not only are you learning each other but you're also unlearning other people (laughs) (laughs) where like you know so it's not even about whether they're good or bad you're just like Oh, they're doing some move or something that you're like, some other girl like that. I don't like that. and it's uh, Not for me. <laughs> not yeah. for me. Uh, I'm aware someone probably like this, but not me. And so there's also like an unlearning process <laughs> yeah,
0: too. Yeah, you're like, stop licking my elbow. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I thought... Like, I thought everyone yeah. loved that. <laughs> yeah. Did Did you ever think about or, or talk about in dating or more so as you got further along? Like what kind of relationship you wanted to have with sex post marriage, like, you know, even though you're not kind of going there, like kind of talking about, you know, like you said, it is part of a relationship and in, in your case, part of a marriage and, and talking to people about how they would maybe want to think about it.
0: Um, so basically like, did I think about how I wanted my sex life to be once I got married?
1: Yeah, so, and, like, okay. and like you said, I really like how you said that you're, you know, learning together, and you're, you know, figuring out what makes your wife happy, and I'm sure she's doing the same for you, but not everybody would want to do that.
0: Yeah. um, I, I knew for me, it, like, before getting married, my thought process was like, just as much as possible, you know, like, throw everything <laughs> against the wall, like, let's... Every day, every second, like, let's just do it all, you know? Um, but, you know, you have a job and you have to go to work. And <laughs> there's those types of things. <laughs> you have to make dinner, things like that. Um, and what really, really helped is that we're, my wife and I are like uh, very much on the same page with like our being able to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And, like, what do you want? What do I want? What do you not want? What do you not want? Um it's it's good to just talk about that stuff outside of the bedroom. And that that that, that has helped so much. Yeah. Just being completely open. Communication, communication, communication.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, well that's exactly what I was asking. Cause like I imagine that you would want to kind of suss out if somebody's going to be able to communicate like that. Yes. Before you're in the marriage. Right. Like, even if you're not having sex yet,
2: because actually I think I did ask you once, like, about like, do you have your own anxieties, you know, going in and like making your partner happy. And I remember, I think you said something to me along the lines of like, well, I imagine whoever I marry, we're going to be so comfortable and open with each other that they are comfortable communicating with me, like what they want or what I could improve and like how we can be better together in that sense, which I would think helps eliminate that fear of being like, "What if it's bad?" You know.
0: Yeah, and that it, it even like it even eliminates the fear of like knowing when it is bad. Like <laughs> I was third string today, <laughs> and <laughs> here we are That's laughing so about true, it. So true, though. You know, <laughs> like I'm not renewing my contract for this team, but like, <laughs> and then being able to laugh about it and not and feeling safe enough where it's like. Yeah, but I know they're not, like, mad. I know they're not disappointed in me or anything like that. And, like, guess what? (laughs) You know, plenty of games during this season. You know, (laughs) like, there's – we have a lifetime together to keep doing this part of our relationship. Um, So – but that trust and that safety uh, was built up a lot before the relationship. Like not having sex allows you to spend a lot of your time investing in building that trust with each other so that when physical intimacy does become a part of the relationship, the trust is so strong that it allows you to be more free physically. That's been my experience. Like spending a long time building up the friendship and the fun with each other and the trust and like, I feel safe with you. I can trust you with all my shit and you can trust me with all your shit. And that allows the physical safety.
2: Yeah. I love that. Um. So something, someone submitted like a direct question that I think is very interesting here. Um, I'm waiting to have sex, but my boyfriend has had sex before and i'm scared that he'll get tired of waiting.
0: Mm, yeah what
2: advice would you have for this person?
0: It's hard to know without more details from this person, but like i've been in that situation where a girl i was dating had had sex before and you know we had the the talk where it's hard to know do we, like how long have they been dating or have they had those tough conversations? are they on the same page with like beliefs if they're religious or not religious and things like that. Um, and you, but you also don't want to like keep checking in with them. Like, Hey, are you okay? If you don't have, you don't want to like keep reminding them like, Hey, are, you, are you sure you're yeah. okay? Are you sure you're okay? I think reminding them um, with the question of like, are you sure you're okay? Are you sure? You're okay. That is going to push them away for uh, sooner than being really firm and like, yeah, this is what I this is this is what you signed up for. This is what you know you signed up for. And we can like cuddle and make out and own that and do those makeouts really well and everything and go from there. Um be be confident in it. That's my best encouragement is be confident in it and have fun in the relationship.
2: Yeah, I would think this kind of stems from a fear. That, like, the relationship will eventually end because of this reason that in the beginning you were fine with, essentially.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also, if he does end the relationship because of that, good riddance. Because that person, that's not someone you can trust.
2: Well, I was going to say you made a great point that, you know, it is her boyfriend, so it's like I assume they've been dating, like, for a while that it's officially together. But I think you make a great point that it's like, okay, it's not just about, like, are you cool with waiting Like, what does that mean to me? And is the waiting also due to religion? And like, what are our conversations about our future life and religious beliefs? Like, are we going to church every Sunday? You know, or is this partner even though, hey, they've had sex before, I don't know their situation if they have decided now to wait till marriage. Like, what are we going to essentially like raise our kids believing Yeah, if we essentially don't have the exact same beliefs?
0: Yeah. I think it's also a fair question to ask yourself like if this is someone who's not doing it for religious reasons, ask yourself like wait why don't i feel safe enough to have sex with this person like if i'm just waiting like holding out maybe holding out's not the right way to phrase that but like if i'm just someone who's waiting Mm -hmm. um like get curious about that aspect of it like what is it about this person that i don't feel safe enough or trust enough yet to give myself to that person
1: that's I think point. the, the trust piece is something I was thinking about when you were talking about this is, you know, that you've signed up for this. I think it's like, rather than constantly be asking, are you still okay with this? Like trusting, they said they were. Yeah. And if you don't trust that, I think get curious about that.
0: Yeah. 100%. Like if you don't
1: trust that this person is cool with it because they said they were.
0: Yeah. Then, then, yeah, you're right. Like now it's time to have some uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> And maybe having those comfort com- uncomfortable conversations will bring you guys closer together, and then there's less stress from him and her about like this aspect of your relationship.
2: Yeah, totally. So i have a I have a question for you, just about marriage in general. So you've been married now seven years, right?
0: This is year seven. Yeah,
2: this is year seven. Okay, congratulations. First of all, thank you. Um, easiest thing in the so- world yeah i'm curious like <laughs> every
0: every married person is laughing and throwing up at that
2: yeah uh so i'm curious they've been married seven years what would you say are like the top three things you feel make a marriage work and are three things that like people should be looking for that are still dating and single
0: yeah number one someone who you trust I know, I feel like I keep saying that so much, but like every, regardless if you're married or not, like the deeper you get into a relationship, like having trust for that person is like such a needed like backbone thing in the relationship. So someone that you really trust and know that you are for each other, someone who you laugh a lot with, that's huge, huge. That's almost number one like someone who you are legitimately friends and have fun with and can laugh together. Um, and then someone number three, someone who brings out the best side of you and pushes that side of you to like do even more and be even better.
2: I love that. Yeah. Me Find too. the perfect
0: person. It's easy. You know, hello, <laughs> because no <laughs> so one's <easy>. perfect. <laughs>
2: Well, I think the trust thing on a level that I'll hear from people that I like, it honestly makes me feel like bad to hear this is especially with having kids, how many women are like, I can't leave my kid with my husband is mind blowing to me.
0: It's mind blowing. It's, it's, it, 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 it infuriates me how common that is for like Dudes who become husbands and become dads, like I I I view, I view them as like, you're you're not a husband or a dad. You're a dude who, like, you're doing those things, but you're not living those things. And um, it's crazy to see how many wives and moms are out there, like, doing the whole shebang. They're like yeah. carrying the relationship the kids and the breadwinner like brother man (laughs) what is happening you know
1: yeah yeah Um, i i saw a tiktok that said you have a wife but you're not a husband
0: (laughs) oh that's good (laughs) yeah it's
1: like "Mm, yeah that
2: makes a lot of sense yeah well it's even now like i've heard women say i would love to have a boyfriend but i don't want to be a girlfriend right now like they know it takes work and they're like, yeah. yeah, I'm actually being selfish right now. And I don't feel like putting in the work for our relationship.
0: Because you're probably going to put in more work. That's not, a, you know, <laughs> yes. a, I mean, that's not across the board. I I have like one of my my best friends. He's like, dude, you're like better than all of us. So I, I'm sure there's guys out there like, but I'm good. Um, probably not. But <laughs> in general, in general, across the board, girlfriends are doing more. Wives are doing more. And it takes longer for the guy to catch up to like giving back more.
1: Yeah, we got to get on that.
0: (laughs) We got to get that. That's our our next, (laughs) that's, that's going to be our big conference and seminar (laughs) that we can (laughs) sell to people. (laughs) And it's just a bunch of like husbands who show up begrudgingly that their wives made them go to. Uh, That'll be my conference
2: yeah we will make it like a dad olympics or something
0: <laughs> dad olympics yeah you know
2: make it make it competitive Trick them. Uh, they think they're going to a men's
0: they think they're going to a men's conference but it's uh, but it's just they show up and they're like hey why are my kids here and the wives are like bye
2: bye see ya. Like, yeah.
0: you have to take care you of your crash course <laughs> you have to take care of your kids alone this weekend because <laughs> mama needs a night out
2: yeah yeah uh so anyway i, I don't know if there was anything else we haven't cover do you want to cover feel we're good to wrap
1: yeah this was awesome thank you so much paul for taking the time
0: thanks for um having me on
1: and paul has two specials now
2: on youtube comedy specials that he also talks about these topics so hey if this is this is speaking to you definitely go check out paul and even if if you don't relate to this directly paul is (laughs) very very funny and i always enjoy watching you (laughs) Uh, So definitely check that out on his YouTube channel And you can follow him at Paul Schistler All the links are in the description So thank you so much
1: for coming on and talking to us
0: Thank you all so much, this was a delight
1: (laughs) Yeah And we will see you all next week (laughs) Bye